Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now, Rowan Weiblin, and she played Amy in Bloody Summer Camp, but she's also one of my co-hosts for the To The Movies podcast. Hey, Rowan, how are you doing? Hey, Scotty, how are you? I'm so glad that we can make this happen. I know uh, your husband, Chris, was on my show once uh, as a group interview, and I do plan on having him back again. And I'm like, well, while we're waiting to have Chris on, we have, how about we have Rowan on? Let's uh, have her on, talk a little bloody summer camp, a little serious profession, and, you know, a little bit of to the movies. It's basically how, like, in a nutshell, my entire film career is like, oh, hey, how about Rowan does so? <laughs> so yeah i'm so glad to have you on um i will first start off to say that you are an amazing co-host onto the movies i love that uh i i thought like when i was wanted to do the podcast i wanted to get chris on and i wanted a female guest co-host as well and i'm like you know what i'm gonna ask rowan because when i met her um when we were in Pottsville filming 72 i'm like she is super cool and i would love to have her be a co-host as well and i'm so glad you got to, you you wanted to do it you were like really on board with it yeah honestly i was i was a little bit shocked to be asked honestly because i'm <laughs> not like i don't think i advertise like huge uh, Jason Stan energy or anything but uh, yeah I was like you know what why not it's, it was literally the first podcast ever for me uh, yeah and, all, and so we fun. have a lot of fun doing it too and it's about what two hours of filming two and a half hours of filming but it's and there's a lot of research but it's really fun I'm not very kind either and you're not like <laughs> kicking me out because I'm not like I don't like it enough or anything so that's, that's it was funny nice. because I, because I take cut what there's lots of acceptance yes and I I take Kyle um to, to him from school and all the time when I take him to school and everything I put on the um the the podcast for us to listen to bits and pieces like 10 minutes at a time to and from and uh every time you like say something I I just laugh because it's, it's, like your delivery on it is amazing like <laughs> when I was saying about the bloodbath thing, you're like, gross. (laughs) It was just so great. Like like you do give a great perspective for, to the movies. You really do bring a different perspective. That is amazing. It really is like you bring a totally different side of things that I didn't expect that. I really am glad you bring to the table. Oh my gosh. I'm getting, (laughs) I'm getting all blushy. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Well, the first question I got for you is, uh, how did you get your start acting in the indie horror industry? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, if you hang out with the wrong people long enough, I mean, it's a tale as old as time. It's like <laughs> we're all when we all feel low and need some company, eventually <laughs> you just find yourself starring in an indie horror movie film. I don't like <laughs> Um, so bloody summer camp happened because, um, we were part of that Kickstarter campaign to die. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my husband, Chris thought it would be like a really like cute, fun, uh, like anniversary present, which it was, Mm -hmm. it was super, it was a cool experience and we got to meet new people. It was like, here, here's a whole group and we can go and hang out with them because we like to talk to people and, this is this is all wrapped in a nice little 
activity to do. And mm -hmm. so, um, and I've always been like a dramatic kid, trademark. <laughs> so uh, I've kind of always been like just rattling off lines right. or being being dramatic for for people's delight or scorn so nice yeah, so we know bloody awesome. summer camp was released so um i guess you could talk about it how did you die in the movie and how was the special effects done for it so uh for bloody summer camp the character amy dies in a fire uh amy and her I don't want to say boyfriend because they definitely uh, are not a thing. Um, she's reluctantly going to this camp and she doesn't want to be late and they're forced to stop um, on the roadside when their car is broken down. Uh, so during the night they set up camp and then they hear like the truck starting. I hear the truck starting. Someone's trying to steal this truck and uh he goes off to try to figure out what's wrong and doesn't find anything. There's no one there. And then later while we're asleep, I hear something. It sounds like rain, but it's not raining. It's gasoline. And, uh, and I burned to death. Or the character burns to death. And it Oof. is very awful. And is uh, yeah. together uh, as a unit, uh, we're the first death of the movie. So um, Nice. Yeah, I um, wanted to do the special effects part of it, where you yeah. have a shot of my body, uh, but that was actually done by uh, the amazing Amber Folker, uh, the uh, co-creator of this movie, like, uh, and does all the special effects. Uh, her daughter actually stepped up to be uh, the model for the burnt after effect burns and uh, all the real special effects work. It was very nice. nice very impressive and it was really cool to see and have see the shot being done in real time and see the process so i learned a lot and it was really fun that's awesome that's awesome i know i, I really want to see that movie um I, I haven't had a chance to get any copy of it yet but i would i definitely want to see that movie i have a lot of friends that are also in it too of course you and chris and uh cody falk is in it you know so mm -hmm. I, would, I definitely would like to cody see falk that movie too. Yeah, yeah, Cody Polka um, does a great job in the movie and he's one of the main he's one of the main characters and he does a really good job. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what about serious profession? Um, how did you happen to become a part of that? So uh, that was kind of funny, actually, because <clears throat> it wasn't really auditioning for it. I was mostly reading lines on camera. Mm -hmm. um, for my uh, husband Chris's audition. And I guess uh, one of the directors, like uh, Matt, he just really liked the energy I was giving. I like hats a lot. I'm pretty sure it was the hat. It wasn't this hat specifically, but uh, I just, uh, there are female gangsters in this movie. And I just, I was serving that sort of vibe, I guess, in the audition. And so uh, I was uh, asked if I would be interested and I said, yes. And I came in for an audition and just Thanks. can't went on from there. It was really neat. I like the way that worked out. That's awesome. That's awesome. I can't wait to see Serious Profession. I have friends that are also in that. And uh, obviously it's directed by the wonderful Matt Anderson, who became a good friend of mine. And he's, he's, he's uh, you know, a great guy. And uh, this movie is really, 
really going to be a good movie. Um, and I can't wait to see you, obviously, in it as well. Um, so let's go to, to the movies a little bit. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, you and uh, Chris are my co-hosts. And we also have a guest co-host um, most episodes, if we can uh, get someone. But uh, can you tell uh, the viewing and listening audience a little bit about what the podcast is about for those that are unfamiliar with it? Uh, sure. The podcast is basically uh, two guys and a girl plus a, another co-host of Indeterminate Gender. Uh, basically dissecting, doing, performing a whole, whole ass autopsy on every Jason movie from start to finish, from the first all the way to the 10th and beyond. So, uh, <laughs> and there's a surprisingly a lot to talk about i know that since like i shouldn't be surprised since i'm on the show but when i start uh really getting into it and just start watching it like it's the point of looking at these movies isn't because they're like high art or even because they're good because a lot of the times i i'm pretty rough on these movies um but the important things is that they have the bones of them are so interesting they all need to be dug into because uh there's some tropes and um some techniques that are used in movies today and they define an entire generation an entire genre of movies of a very particular uh point in time so uh yeah that's what the movie is it's just basically me hating on jason movies friday the 13th (laughs) I don't even call them by what they're called. I just call them the Jason movie. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> a little and bit of... And even just, after we finish the, the Jason movies, that would eventually it would be nice to go into Halloween and Child's Play, Scream, and you know all these other genres. Because, I mean, if we can dissect so much of Friday the 13th for a single episode, like, I mean, for God's sakes, we get two and a half hours, you know, of just one movie and it's crazy because you did watching these movies as a fan and then watching them over from a critical eye it really changes the perspective of this of the movies yeah i think that's really what i have to offer because i'm not a fan of these movies and by that i mean it's not that i hate them or anything it's because i didn't grow up with these movies i wasn't Mm -hmm. a horror fan until i was an adult i um I have no like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Froze. You there? Oh, different reasons than other people like horror movies. And it's not mm-hmm. just because it's the first shocking thing you saw. It was like, oh. Uh, I'm an adult now, so just shocking me isn't going to do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so what else is there? So I have to go and look and I try to explain from my perspective <laughs> what it is I see uh, lacking all of that other stuff that other horror fans have. Absolutely. Yeah. And you do get like, and that's a good part also about you being on the show is because you don't have that nostalgia factor. So you can go right. you can watch it without being like, oh, I'm a fan. Now I got to watch it from a critical eye, but I still have that bias because I enjoyed these as a kid and I have that, you know, that nostalgia factor to it, but you don't right. have that, that part to it. So you bring a whole fresh take on the movies. Right. It's going to be, 
it's going to be real, real different than what, yes, absolutely. Than what you're used to. <laughs> um, so um, you also have a small role in the Greystone Films production of 72. So can you tell us a little bit about what you filmed for that and like, and like how that went? Uh, so that was a weird day. I, I was mostly, I wasn't really expecting to be on set that day. I was just sort of like hanging out, taking turns driving. Cause it's a long drive from central VA to PA, uh, where 72 was filmed and it was nice to be up there. Like, uh, I really liked that area a lot. Yeah. Anyway, like I was going shopping and stuff and then I would check in on Chris and like hang out, you know try to be try to at be a little bit sociable and uh but I know the script because he's practiced with me so much and so I was started just being script supervisor almost like just putting my nose in the business and like <laughs> well people couldn't remember a thing and then I'd be like I know what you're supposed to say <laughs> it's like here you say this and then this person says this and then this person says this and so uh yeah Chris was kind of like, yeah, she's, she's let her, she can do some stuff. And um, there's a scene in the movie where someone's having like a psychotic breakdown or they're talking to themselves. I, I, I shouldn't say psychotic breakdown because I'm medically, I have no idea what it is, you know, but oh, and horror using mental illness as a thing, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a whole other thing. But anyway, uh, someone is having visions, let's say, and um you're not supposed to understand so I didn't really have to think too hard about it I just like I stood in and I just ruffled up my hair and I just tried to deliver it in a really creepy way and instead of just having a voiceover of like someone like hearing voices they decided to just have me as a ghost like with the shot of me speaking the lines Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. I was like, didn't plan on that. I just literally, I went to the, I went to the not mall. Like I wasn't planning this at all, but my hair is still greasy because of a whole day in the summer in PA. So it's just like messing up my hair. And it was a hot no day makeup. that day too. It was really hot. There was no, I, I didn't have makeup. I didn't like, you know, I just sort of showed up. It's amazing what happens if you just show up and you happen to know the script. <laughs> Yep, yep, it worked <laughs> out. You got a you got a an unexpected part in the movie, which is exciting. Yeah, I ended up being a character like in the movie. It's not yep. a big part, but it's a speaking role, and I wasn't planning on that at all. I was really <laughs> cool that it worked out that way. Yeah, that, that's really that that is really awesome. So you mentioned briefly about how you got into horror films and everything. So currently, which horror film is your favorite? yeah about that there's some like that's really hard for me to ask because it's kind of changes from day to day mm -hmm. um one answer one answer that i'm finding like pretty recently is uh the witch i've been on that okay. since like 2016 or since whenever it came out just because it makes me feel shit in the back of my spine mm -hmm. and uh, it even feels familiar. So that's unsettling. So uh, it's just got, you know, the production itself 
deserves <laughs> deserves its own awards mm. just how much detail they put they just put a bunch of people in the middle of the woods yeah. in an actual they built an actual like historically accurate <laughs> setting for this movie so yeah um, and just the tropes of it just seem feel so real like it doesn't it's about a very deeply religious family too religious for the puritans who were too religious for puritanical england so that's <laughs> a lot but it does such a good job of like humanizing people mm -hmm. and like giving them like you empathize with their fears and all of the characters fears and you feel like this is just just any kind of family who happens to use faith like millions of families do mm -hmm. just trying to approach their sometimes familiar and sometimes very like specific and like mm -hmm. dire problems so yeah right yeah i'm probably awesome. gonna go with the witch for right now awesome yeah that's how it is with me like it kind of fluctuates like my all-time favorite is probably halloween but um like this time of year it's like i have to watch all the halloween series halloween my favorite franchise but like say in the summertime my favorite franchise might be friday the 13th like it really depends like on the season the environment the time of day you know it just changes a lot it's a big genre it's like yeah it's it's you you're putting train to busan in the same mm -hmm. like pigeonhole as nosferatu like it's way there's got to be a different horror there should just be like you can't it's like call calling it all dark uh, human emotions <laughs> like <laughs> let's just yeah. make it all the one genre and then anything that's not dark or gross uh gets oh they all get their own different genres like a comedy or something it's exactly like, you know, exactly so yep. so the last question i got for you uh do you have any projects social media accounts websites or anything that you would like to plug to the listening and viewing audience that's very sweet and I and I feel bad almost, but not really. Nobody nobody needs to talk to me, actually. I don't have a Twitter, like I don't have an Instagram. Okay. Uh I don't have a TikTok. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I did, then everyone would get sick of me right away. Because I have opinions <laughs> and lots of people yeah. are really cool about that. And then some people really aren't. And I think that it would be a lot to manage and i don't know yeah like i i like doing what i do and um i feel like maybe at some point in the future maybe i'll get some of that stuff together or maybe i do have something that like mm -hmm. hey i do want people to reach out to me right. and i guess i'll just have to try then because right now i got i got nothing <laughs> that's fine well if for anybody that wants to see what you're up to on you know future projects if they want to see in something they can check your imdb i know you have an imdb um right and no. uh, what i said right um i got an email like if someone in particular is interested in that it's mm -hmm. uh rowan.weiblin at gmail.com um okay. and if you google me my linkedin is the first thing that shows in that's how fucking normie <laughs> i am <laughs> deep down so um nice that so yeah i just i really like horror um mm -hmm. and i like talking about it yeah and, uh, and i like promoting other people's projects 
That's awesome. Um, yeah. And whenever I do, I'll be back. <laughs> That's awesome. And definitely uh, check Rowan out. Um, we film episode three of To the Movies this Saturday, October 30th. I would like, I usually been getting them up on Sundays, but this Sunday is Halloween. So I don't know if that'll be happening, but uh, um, I know that uh, we we uh, have both episodes, the first two episodes that are um, already uploaded. You can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, CastBox, OpenBox, Listen Notes, Verbal, and among many others. Uh, Anchor, like I said, um, and um, but they're not on YouTube, these ones. like slash, This interview will air on YouTube, but to the movies is not on YouTube, but check those out. Um, definitely listen to Rowan. She um, has a lot to offer um, into the movies. Um, definitely a different perspective than you get from both myself and Chris. Um, so you definitely want to tune into that because she does give some very interesting observations. And, yep, yep. I mean, I don't know how interesting, but I will give them for about yeah, and, on and, and off for about a lot two of them hours. are things that I didn't even think of. You give the whole, you know, I'll give a little spoiler away from episode two, the whole pregnancy theory of Ginny. Oh, but that's not mine. Like, so you shouldn't give me credit for that. Well, you I've did heard, mention I've it on the podcast. That. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But like, that's I true, never, I never would have thought of that. No, that's fair. Like, uh, this stuff is worth talking about. I like that. It doesn't yeah. have to be me that brings it up, but just the fact that, like, yeah. it's there when you look at it. That's yeah. like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I thank you, Rowan, for joining me. Thank you for having me, Scotty. It's not so a nice problem. To talk to you, as always, absolutely, absolutely. You have a great rest of your night, and I will talk to you again on Saturday. Bye, guys. Bye.